I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know, journalists, insiders, all of whom can break down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pop Culture History Lesson. My name is Amelia Wedemeyer, and today I am joined by Wozni Lambre. Hi. Um, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm really, really excited to do this. Um, yeah, I guess this is this is my maiden voyage on <laughs> Ringer Dish. This and is very so, exciting. And and we couldn't be doing it for a better <laughs> topic, honestly. A better celebration of uh, I guess just uh, society, truly. Yeah. Um, it is, we're talking today about the Kim Kardashian and Ray J sex tape called Kim K Superstar. Uh, we're doing it because it is the 15th anniversary on March 21st of the release of the sex tape. And then also the new Kardashian show is premiering on Hulu in April. So are you interested? Have you ever seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians or? Yeah, I've seen I've seen probably about like 11 or 12 episodes sure. by accident because um, of a previous <laughs> person that um, was my significant other mm-hmm. was a huge fan of the series on E! Got um, it. And just, you know, just obviously like millions, tens of millions of other people just like to literally keep up with what these women are doing. <laughs> Um, and so, and so, yeah, just on accident, I've caught a bunch of mm-hmm. the episodes. Put it like this. I've seen the sex tape more times than I've seen episodes of <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, well, then you're the perfect person to talk to about this. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So 
we're going to quickly go through kind of the key players in this. I think people probably know Kim Kardashian, who was then she was the socialite daughter of O.J. Simpson lawyer Robert Kardashian. She was also Paris Hilton's best friend slash closet organizer. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, then Ray J was a singer. He was also known as Brandy's younger brother. And I guess they had met through uh, Brandy, Ray J and Kim. And then we have Kris Jenner, who at the time and still is, is Chris's, or sorry, Kim's mother and manager, momager. Yep. And uh, we also have Kim's sisters who are, you know, burgeoning reality stars. They're kind of non-existent in terms of fame. She is kind of the only one who's elevated status to kind of right, she's yeah. got some proximity to famous right. people uh, exactly. because Paris Hilton at the time was extremely famous. Crazy. Simple Life with uh, Nicole Richie was like that was a cultural phenomenon in and of itself. And Paris Hilton mm-hmm. was somebody who generated a lot of headlines and herself had a sex tape right leak on her. Exactly. So Kim was like, I'll, I'll copy Paris. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, I mean, it, it didn't <laughs> work knows? out well. Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So to dive into the timeline a little bit, again, it's like, it's 2002. Kim and Ray J are introduced by Brandy. And then they go in October of 2002 to a resort in Esperanza or called Resort Esperanza in Cabo, Mexico for her 23rd birthday. And they end Mm. up taking a camcorder to record (laughs) their exploits. (laughs) That's, That's first of all, in 2002, we didn't I know it's hard for people to understand this right now, but in 2002, we didn't just carry high tech cameras on our person all day. Every single day, like the the kinds of videos you can take on your iPhone right now are just insane. Like 2002 me, which (laughs) I would have been, damn, I would have been 15 years old, a sophomore in high school at the time. Um, It would have blown my mind to know that we could just capture videos with no problem on our phone. So back in the days, like having a camcorder was a luxury and definitely not right. something that everybody just walked around with. I know. So they're obviously, I mean, and wouldn't you film everything if you had this cool camcorder? Just like, why wouldn't you film it, you know? So. I, I probably wouldn't. Well, no, I mean. <laughs> I personally No, me too, wouldn't. me too. But I mean, you know, I mean, I, the, the simplicity of it and the yep. fact that it is like, kind of new age, like Mm -hmm. almost like space-like. And you're like, yeah, this is cool. So anyway, uh, after that happens, they kind of forget about the tape. Kim starts appearing in tabloids in 2003, namely in touch after appearing on the first season of The Simple Life, like you said. And then again, from 2003 to 2007, she's, you know, organizing Paris Hilton's closet. She's attempting to date public figures like Nick Lachey to stay in the news. And then on January 17th, 2007, Ben Whittacombe publishes news of a sex tape in his Gatecrasher column in the New York Daily News. And then on the same day, TMZ published an article with the title, It's a Pisser, alleging that they spoke to a source who previewed the tape. And apparently at the time they were saying there are water sports on this tape that did not turn out to be true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so just so people can understand why that would have mattered back then is because 
The R. Kelly sex tape came out probably around 2000, 2001 ish. I don't, I don't have the exact date, but so man, I remember at the time, this, (laughs) this is, this is peak Napster, Kaza, LimeWire, file sharing (laughs) era, right? When the R. Kelly thing happened. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so, and also at the time we didn't know that the person, because there was two women on the tape. We didn't know that the person that he was urinating on was a minor. We just thought this was R. Kelly because all he ever talks about is having sex with people in his music. Right. That, you know, this guy had a tape out there somehow, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how you accessed that. And all that came out of it was like, R. Kelly is such a sexually depraved person. He's peeing on this woman in right. the tape. So like. The idea that somebody would be urinating on somebody on a, on camera, the reason why that's in these people's minds, top of minds, is because of R. Kelly sexually yeah. abusing somebody on camera and then having sex with another actual adult woman on that same file. Which is absolutely wild. And I, um, I was actually watching the R. Kelly, confronting R. Kelly, and they talked about how it was, like, made into a joke. They featured it on, like, the Chappelle show, <sighs> and it was all like, oh, this is funny. And even, yeah. like, now we had, like, the Trump dossier where they claimed mm-hmm. there was peeing in that one. It's yep. just the public is like, pee, yeah. pee tape, what? And it just uh, <laughs> elevates it, kind of. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and on the same day, TMZ publishes a release or a response from Kim who claims that she has nothing to do with the sale of the tape, but does not deny that it exists. Um, mm. Yeah. And she also tells TMZ that the word of the sex tape first spread after Ray J left a comment on her MySpace page, which read, let's show the world our sex tape. Oh my God. And <laughs> this is, the, this is the thing about, I feel like the Kim Kardashian Ray J thing was a turning point in sex tape history. Yeah. Because the previous ones did feel stolen. It felt like yeah. when you watched it, when you watched Pam and Tommy Lee, uh, when you watched um, even the Paris Hilton, or when you watched some of these other previous texts, R. Kelly, like you felt like you were consuming a piece of contraband. Right. right. Like it was th- like this was definitely stolen. Mm-hmm. These people didn't want it out there, but because we're so voyeuristic and we care right. about these people's lives so yeah. much. And in America, we have like a weird, just tortured, twisted relationship to sex just generally. Yes. In our culture, thanks to the Puritans. Um it's true. We we it was a, just a different feeling. But with this, yeah. th- it felt like there was a rollout. Like, no different than you would see for a music album or a movie or a new TV show. It felt like this tape was being rolled out to us. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Well, and, you know, several months later, she has the Keeping Up with the Kardashians premieres, um, (laughs) which, and again, it's, and then they have the whole first episode, because I rewatched it, was uh, them kind of talking about the tape and her being like, well, I'm going on the Tyra Banks show to talk about the tape. So it, it was very much like a rollout. Like, here's Kim introducing Kim, the new, uh, you know, celebrity, the next Paris Hilton, essentially. Um, yeah, 100%. And again, at the time, I can remember seeing like 
stills of the yeah. video on like you can see stills and it's like wow this is happening and you know little 15 year old no by 2007 I would have been 20 years old so not young and ridiculous just just ridiculous <laughs> and you know around that time I was like doing the whole search thing like man who is of this course. person yeah what does she look like what's going on with her yada yada and what I do remember about 2007, she was dating Nick Cannon at the oh time. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the t- and and I re- I remember this because Nick Cannon still like was sort of cultivating an image of like safe black man yeah. for himself. Sure. And the tape came out, and they broke up because this was too scandalous for the Nick Cannon image. Wow. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> That is, I totally forgot that they dated. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That's so funny. Wow. Listen, 15 years has, it's been a a long long time. time. There's so much has happened. It's crazy. You're so right. Um, And in that time span, uh, you know, again, it's February, Kim of 2007 and Kim confirms the existence of tapes to someone at E!, which is Mm. obviously the home of their show for a while. And she says, have there been tapes? Maybe, yes. But are they for sale? No, not for sale. That's our business. So then on February 21st, 2007, TMZ reports that Kim has filed a lawsuit against Vivid Entertainment, which is a pornography company uh, that is going to sell the tape, for invasion of privacy and for profits from ownership of the tape. And TMZ spoke to Stephen Hirsch, who is the owner of Vivid at the time, or I think he still is, who says, we are very confident in our legal position. So, (laughs) yeah, on March 21st, 2007, Kim Kardashian Superstar, also known as Kim K Superstar, is released, which honestly, I think that's a great name for the tape. 100% (laughs) a great name. Um, Again, especially when you consider that this is somebody who's just becoming part of the public consciousness. Like, nobody knows who you are, but guess what? This tape is going to make you into a superstar. (laughs) It's wild. It's it's perfect. And so then on April 27th, 2007, Kim settles with Vivid for reportedly $5 million. And it should be noted... That you cannot release a sex tape without someone's written consent. And that's that's the key to all of this. And that's why, again, I feel like this is a turning point. Because I think, you know, because the Pam and Tommy Lee series is out right now that right. Seth Rogen um, put out with Hulu or FX or whoever's doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like, the way that they went about sort of resting control of what was happening with that tape just seems like a different timeline and a process than what Kim Kardashian did, where again, this shit was so coordinated where it's like, she's, (laughs) she's teasing the existence of the tape on her new reality show. Yeah. And the tape is forthcoming right after that time with the first season of her reality. Like, This is crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I think also the internet was new-ish when the Mm -hmm. Pam and Tommy tape went out and they, Mm -hmm. it was used against them essentially because it spread so quickly. Whereas I think you can argue that the internet helped her in this case, you know? 100%. And I don't think, and I think people need to, 
again, the olds are going to understand what I'm saying, but younger people are not going to understand. Like, if you never lived through dial-up internet, <laughs> you can't understand what DSL and cable modems <laughs> and fiber optics did to the internet. Like, the, the speed mm-hmm. with which this stuff could travel and be disseminated, it's incomparable. Like, it used to take minutes to pull up a JPEG. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Or sometimes I remember when, you know, when you were downloading porn on these file sharing sites, Uh I remember Amelia going to school, starting (laughs) to download in the morning and hoping, you know, I would leave at 7.30 a.m. I'd be back from school around like 4.30, 5 o'clock and hoping that the porn would have finished being downloaded by the time I got back to school. Just think about what we do with streamers and tube sites and all of that. (laughs) And we thought this was great. We thought this was a great, Uh, like, way of obtaining content. It's like, wow, I get this stuff right to my computer. It's way faster than dial-up, which is how we first got online. It was amazing. So by the time 2007 comes, like, this thing is going to spread like wildfire via Mm -hmm. the legal means um through vivid's distribution and just how the internet works where everything gets pirated and everything gets shared right it's amazing um i i too lived in a little uh you know i I remember one time i went over to my friend's house and we would always have to wait until her mom got off the phone so we could use the internet and i was Mm -hmm. just like oh my god but yeah now it's just they're like here's Here's the porn that you want. Like, here's Kim and Ray J. And you're like, Immediately. Okay. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. It's amazing. And uh, and you can find it so quickly, too, just by Googling. Yeah. Just, and it's there. It's This incredible. this wasn't something you had to go on the dark web to find. <laughs> this, right. this wasn't in, on some torrent sites or right. something. Right, it like, wasn't on the tour server, up, yeah. This straight up, you um, just went to Google, figured it out. And if you had any, if you had the most rudimentary level of internet savvy, you were getting your hands on this tape and you were, you know, consuming it and participating with it. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, what's interesting too is I think there's always been a narrative that this was out of my hands. I didn't publish it and everything. And and, and who knows? It do, I don't, I would hope that her mom didn't sell it. Stephen Hirsch has denied that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, and he's quoted as saying, ultimately, she, Kim, did sell us the footage so we had the ability to put it out and distribute it. And I think, you know, people need to remember that you have to have, you know, written consent or, you know, sometimes it happens where I think the Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson one, it started and it, I mean, that was totally against the law and that mm-hmm. spread like wildfire. And it was kind of one of those things where they couldn't contain it. And then ultimately yeah. they did sign away rights. But um, right. from the beginning, you know, she did sell them the footage. So. Yeah. Again. And, and, and again, like, I, I think there's a difference between like cutting a video with your partner, basically seeing what you got, editing it and saying like, all right, I'm going to take a pitch meeting with Vivid and explain to them why they want to get their hands on this and why it's going to move or whatever. Or Vivid getting their hands on it and being like, look, you maybe you don't want this out, but like we do this as a business. Yeah. And this is what we think you can make off of it tomorrow. Right. So what do you want to do? So I can see the latter sort of being the case where they somehow get it and they explained to Kim, her mother, 
and her people like, all right, we could bury this, but like there's an opportunity here. Totally. And it seems like she leaned into that opportunity. Definitely. And again, settling for that much money. I mean, at the time, you know, she wasn't the billionaire that she is today. That was a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. And I think, again, you know, she saw that the One Night in Paris tape worked well for Paris. And it was just like, like you said, just, you know, making something good out of something maybe not super great and just riding the fame wave from there. And honestly, it ended up working for her. So, um, it worked beautifully. And 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 <laughs> I've seen, you know, people that don't have the Kardashian machine behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, you we've seen other people leak their sex tapes. Yeah. Um, where and I look heavy emphasis on the quotation marks on leaked. And actually, I the first person that comes to mind is Mimi. Mimi, no, what's her name from Love and Hip Hop ATL? Oh, I think her name um, is Mimi, is it Faust? Yes, there you go. Yes. She had a tape, quote unquote, leaked where it was just like from the beginning, it's like there's multiple cameras and right? angles. And <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, dude, this this was a porno production. Exactly. That you're trying to market to us as a leaked sex tape that you didn't want anything to do. Like, that's what this thing, right. you know, sort of drove sex tapes to being. Right. Yeah, exactly. Another example would be um, Teen Mom, Fair Abraham. She also did that. Ah, uh, yes. I remember, remember that yeah. one. Yes, yes, She's yes, like, yes, I yes. totally, well, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And it's like, okay, you, <laughs> no, that's a lie. <laughs> there are multiple angles. You did it with like a famous porn star. Okay. Amelia, are we going to talk about the contents of- Do you want to? We can. The tape itself. I think there's a couple of things. Yeah. That was my favorite takeaway. Um, okay. This was like years later, right? And Ray J was on Funk Master Flex's radio show. Funk Flex is a you know one of the biggest radio DJs in New York on mm-hmm. Hot 97, legendary radio station. He's a legendary personality in New York hip hop, whatever. And he's doing an interview with Ray J. And I distinctively remember him telling the joke. He was like, Ray J, you wasn't slick using that body double in the video, <laughs> which was a joke to sort of like, like Ray J's, Dick is huge. <laughs> like that was like that was like one of the takeaways. Oh my god, it was from, one of the takeaways. <laughs> totally. Oh my god. From, from the video, I remember listening to that interview and and just really rolling over, dying. Um, <laughs> just like how does it? You know, how do dudes talk about other dudes' body parts sure. in public? And uh, that joke always stuck with me. It was just like, yeah, we saw you with that body double. Um, and, you know, another thing about just watching it, like, when you watch a lot of this shit, like, they seem to be two people who are really into each other, right? Yeah, like, totally. Um, that they were actually, like, if they weren't in love, they, like, really had some type of connection that Strong was more than just surf- surface level. Yeah, totally. for sure. And they were together, I think, for a few years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think they definitely were in love. And, you know, and and I, I remember, so... So after they settle on October 14th, 2007, that's when Keeping Up with the Kardashian premieres conveniently. And uh, she also says, because they're the whole thing with like, okay, I'll pretend to be Tyra, her sister Courtney says, and then you answer the questions. And she's like, why did you make the tape? And, you know, Kim is playing along and she's like, because I was horny. 
which is like, okay, yeah, well, she can joke about it. Okay, thanks, Kim. And also a little, a few random tidbits from the episode that I rewatched was uh, the first seconds of the episode it involves Chris gossiping about Kim's butt, which was mm. a main topic of conversation during her rise. And I think also during the whole sex tape thing, you know, we were talking about Ray J's member and Kim's butt, which we've yes. been doing for a very long time. Yeah, and if you, man, if you do remember it, like, it doesn't look the way that it does now. Right. It didn't look that way back in 2003. And that, you know, I I guess that's something we could tackle on here is, like, the pretty, like, how do I say this? The, The weird nature of how these women have augmented their looks. Mm hmm to like mimic features that associated with black women. Definitely. And like what it's meant for them to be the ones to pioneer big butts being what people prefer to have and all of that. When traditionally like having full lips and having a curvy body and all Mm -hmm. this other stuff was associated with black women Mm -hmm. and seen as like something that was bad, seen as a negative, not in my neighborhood, by the way, just, just so y'all know, like we always thought people with big butts were special people and deserved to be treated that way. Yeah. But in the culture at large, like I remember, I remember the first time, like, sort of consuming some, like, white content, right? Like, where mm-hmm. it might have been Friends or something. Like, some <laughs> ultra-white pop culture. Yeah. And, like, the topic of a big ass coming up. And it was just straight up just seemed like, no, you don't want that. You don't right. want a big ass. You want a petite ass. And I remember as a young person just being like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> white, white people don't like ass? That's crazy. <laughs> And so for these women to be the ones who sort of usher that in has always been, like, very awkward. And totally. Some people think it's fucked up. Like, I don't I don't know, right? Like, yeah. I'm not—I feel like as, as somebody who's not a black woman, I don't know how to feel about that. But I've mm-hmm. always felt like, man, like, these women are kind of, like, in black drag all the time. Yeah. And they're dating black dudes. And it's like— Yep. It's strange. It's it strange. is. It's totally strange. And it is the way they have co-opted black culture and specifically black female culture and yeah. really have gotten away with it and yeah. have become billionaires off of it is if you think about it too long, it's really upsetting. Yeah. It's really upsetting. And even I remember there was I think it was like some article in Vogue or something a few years ago. And it was like Kendall Jenner is rocking the coolest new trend. Uh, and it was like she Corals. put her hair. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, what? It was just so tone deaf. Yeah. And, um, you know, rightfully they got roasted for it. But it is wild to me that they continue to do this. Honestly, they do black fishing and it's and yeah. they get rewarded for it. Essentially, yeah. there's just so much weirdness that goes unsaid. Yeah, totally. To these women. And at the same time, like, look, I'm I'm just not on the moralizing of celebrity culture. Like, Mm -hmm. these people basically exist to sell us lies and fantasies (laughs) and enrich themselves. That's that's what they exist to do. And to a certain extent, Kim Kardashian is playing her part within the culture. Um, She's doing her and her family realized that the economy was all about attention. And Mm -hmm. the more eyeballs you can get, the more you could enrich yourself. 
And if you were willing to do literally anything to get eyeballs in the way that these women have over the years, then, you know, what? Like they're not doing anything illegal at the same time. Right. You know, it's just weird, you know, like what it's they're weird. contributing to the culture. Um, yeah. And, you know, you hear about how unhappy Instagram makes young women and all mm-hmm. this other crazy shit that they are directly, directly involved in influencing Right. Um, so, you know, I do think it's something that must be said in it. And it does flow directly out of this tape because Kim Kardashian, from the very moment she stepped on to, you know, the public stage, she's been sexualized. Totally. Right? Like, in a very literal way. And so yeah. it's hard to separate her as a pop cultural happening or phenomenon from that fact you know totally and I think you know she still has to deal with people valuing for her body even even though I I think you know she obviously leans into it because why wouldn't you I guess and uh but even you know from the recent uh all of her craziness with Kanye because her relationship with him is weird. There's like weird possessiveness there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even has talked about the sex tape. And recently he claimed <laughs> that he stopped a sex, a second sex tape with Kim and Ray uh, J from airing. Kim denied I, it, but uh, you know, with Kanye again, I, I was actually talking to somebody about this this morning. It's hard to know where his album rollout ends yeah. and reality <laughs> begins. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, it's hard to tell because He's been following this controversy sales playbook his whole career, essentially, damn near. Like, where it's like he will make a fake or a forced controversy, like go to TMZ and say, you know, uh, slavery was a choice by black people right right before an album comes out. So it's hard to know, like, what's real and what's just contrived bullshit from Kanye. Like, I don't know, which is why I kind of try to ignore it as much as I possibly can, even though it's our jobs to know and pay attention to some of this shit. It is, because then you see him using, like, Pete Davidson in his videos and everything, and it's just like, again, I mean, they're both of them are the masters of, you know, yeah. manipulating media and yep. doing the press rollout, like you said. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. 
See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. According to the, there was a great uh, oral history of the sex tape in the the Post, the New York Post, page six. Uh, and course. it was, yes, man, they, and they got, they talked to everyone. Uh, so from 2017, so it would have been five years ago when it was celebrating the 10th anniversary. And they said that the video has made $50 million and has been viewed over 150 million times. And again, this was five years ago. Wow. And that's got to yeah. be a conservative estimate right, right? there. Right? Yeah. There's, there's no way it's only 200 million songs. I mean, it's songs, excuse me, 200 million plays. Because <laughs> yeah. you can go on YouTube and see videos from artists you've never heard of uh, with 150 million plays. So, you know, when it comes to like the illicit downloads and how many times it's been shared and just like, how do you count, you know, how many views that are on somebody's personal hard drive, not even right. a tube site. Like exactly. 150 million seems like the, the lowest estimate the lowest. possible. Yeah. Totally. And you could be, you know, at a, I mean, I'm not saying like I've done this or anything, but like at a party and you're like, Oh my God, wait, I want to see the tape. I've, yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I want to see this. And then everyone watches it and whatnot. <laughs> and it's actually really funny. There's a great quote from the page six oral history from Rob Shooter, who is Paris Hilton's former publicist and editor in chief of NaughtyGossip.com. And he said, if something happens to Madonna, her greatest hits shoot up the charts. This mm. is Kim's greatest hits. This is her mm. like a virgin. When she dies, this is what's going to chart. It's not a tune. It's not a movie. It's the sex tape. That's the body of work. I'm sure when she got divorced, it spiked. I'm sure when she had a baby, it spiked. And also TMZ reported that it spiked during the during the months, uh, elite, or it's during her wedding to Chris Humphreys back in 2011. <laughs> And they said at the time that it had averaged 300,000 visitors a month in the two day span when she got married and the morning after it got two million unique visitors. So this guy's right. It does spike every single time she's in the news. Yeah, I guess people would like to be reminded um, what was the genesis of the entire Kim Kardashian experience. And so they, they go and relive that moment. But again, that doesn't. That doesn't surprise me. And, you know, the crazy thing, too, about that is I know me personally, like, I haven't, and I have no reason to lie about this, I haven't thought about or watched this tape in a really long time. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because, like, I don't really, like, as big as this sex tape has become, I don't view Kim Kardashian as this very sexual person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She just, like, her... Her affectations and the way she self-presents is really not that. She's kind of this flat, like, just, like, person. And so I don't really associate sex with her anymore, which is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy because I think we all did. And I forgot she appeared on the cover of the December 2007. So in the same year, the sex tape was released on the cover of Playboy. And that was a whole thing on the series. Mm -hmm. And she was was just like sexy. She's beautiful. She has all these, you know, awesome features, her butt, her boobs. And now it's just like, I feel like I'm staring at like a marble column a lot. Yeah. 
And like, I, and which is just, it's so amazing <laughs> that she's managed to do this and turn it all around. Yeah, there's a lot of hard work and, and <laughs> a lot of hard work and a lot of money can yeah. um, do that yeah. for you. And um, I think she really is just a true hustler. Like, I yeah. think I think her mom is a true hustler, too. I think they and after the reality series came, you know, they were always saying yes to appearances at places, mm-hmm. putting their names on products. And honestly, it, it's worked for them. And, you know, I guess if we were going to talk about where they are now, Kim you know, now she's still a huge reality star. She's a mm-hmm. businesswoman with skims. She's a mogul. She mm-hmm. is a mogul. She's also trying to be a lawyer. Is that still happening or was that a story? <laughs> was that a, a freaking reality show <laughs> storyline? It was. It's real because she was like, I almost failed the baby bar like four times, but I didn't. So <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. good for her. Right. Uh, I, I remember that news cycle hitting and I'm just like, what you know, <laughs> what is this really supposed to mean? Uh Kim Car like I don't know. Lawyering could never get you all the money that you earn from your other business entities. Yeah. And it's just like it seems weird that Kim Card because I think people associate a certain level of intellectualism and, you know, just like you're a brainiac right. sort of if you're a lawyer and I could see her wanting to be like, totally. I'm the sex person, but people <laughs> need to know that I'm also smart. So right. watch me become a lawyer on a whim was just like, come on, Kim. Like nobody cares if you're I, smart Exactly. Or not. But I think she thinks that people do care and I, it's definitely a vanity thing. And, you know, it's cool that she is helping release people from prison and yeah. she did do that. But it's at the same time, it's like, Apparently she was, you know, also filming something for TV and it's just like, okay, we get it. We get it. So anyway, um, Ray J, he he's still a singer. And I don't know if you ever saw, but I was a huge fan of his reality show on VH1 like 13 years ago for the love yeah. of Ray J. Yeah, of course. Love that show. Absolutely. Um, and I think he's also on Love and Hip Hop from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on Love and Hip Hop or Basketball. Yeah, he's on Love and Hip Hop. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. He's still trying to become famous. I do find it interesting that he hasn't become as famous as her. You know, he's kind of like... Well, the, the thing is, is like... So, Ray J had a legitimate music career. Like, right. he had like legitimate songs that charted like did well yeah. like you can look up songs like sexy can i or oh, yeah. wait a minute or <laughs> you know one wish like uh, this guy has big songs yeah. that resonated especially within the community right i've sure. always felt like he was he was on moesha with brandy um his sister like he had like a legitimate Career. That's yeah. the crazy thing about the Ray J of it all. Like, this guy was a legitimate recording artist. This guy legitimately was in movies and on TV mm-hmm. shows and, like, legitimately put out art, right? Um, right? But I think, you know, when you become somebody who is, like, I, you mean I like I don't have to spend, like, 10 hours in a studio? I can just do, like, club appearances and yeah. get reality TV show deals and I can be the pitch man for products and all of that. Like this is such an easier way to maintain a living than recording albums and touring and like living on a bus for four months at a time. Like um, he sort of leaned into what this era ushered in, right? Like the era of like, you're known because people know you. Right. You're famous for being famous. Yeah. You can have a job in this 
field. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, he definitely leaned into it. He's still like, I don't want to say he's like extremely relevant within the culture, but like, I know for a fact, like if Ray J goes into like, say, I don't know, um, Nightingale or Greystone or Poppy, some type of nightclub in LA today, he will turn heads. People will know who he is. People will be like, oh shoot, that's Ray J type of thing. So he's still, you know, fairly relevant out here. Totally, yeah. And it seems like him and Kim are still on good terms. So good for them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Ray J's, yeah, still around. And then we have Kris Jenner. She is, she's still the momager. She's really wealthy. She's so wealthy that she has a room for only dishes, I recently learned. Um, and then uh, Kim's <laughs> sisters, they have all profited from the existence yeah. of her sex tape. Uh, it yeah. is kind of crazy how the entire family has essentially built careers off of off of Kim. Yeah, I mean Kylie obviously is a mogul in her own right with this makeup line and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Kendall is one of the biggest like legitimate fashion models in the world. Mm-hmm. Like she's got to be in the top 10, which is just like yeah. just an abs- it, that's just an absurd fact, right? Like that it's she crazy. is that established in that realm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Courtney and, and Chloe are, you know, they're just extremely famous people. Like, I, like, I don't know that there are Americans, any American pop cultural figure who is more famous than Kim Kardashian, which yeah. is just, just an obs- insane fact. It's, cr- it's actually crazy. And <laughs> I mean, because you can count the number of followers she has uh, across uh, social media platforms, the fact that you could just say the word Kim and people know, know who you're talking about, which is absolutely insane. It's for, wild. For, for references, I remember, I remember one day being on Instagram and this had to be like maybe like 2013, 14-ish. And I remember, because I never really followed Kim on social because I was mm-hmm. just like, this is boring. Like, right. why, what am I following this? Yeah. And 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 by the way, people are posting her all the time anyway. So it's like mm-hmm. if if you don't follow her, you're gonna see this content no matter what because exactly. she's so ubiquitous online. Yeah. And I remember following Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. and I remember just happening upon Kim's page, and she had like more Instagram followers by magnitude of like ridiculous, like exponentially more. Yeah. And I just remember being mildly offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? The? I was like, hold up. I know. It's crazy. Kim Kardashian has way more followers than Michelle Obama. Dude, I... (laughs) That's all you need to know about society. It is all you need to know. And again, you know, they've referred to themselves as like, America doesn't have royalty, but we have like the Kardashians, which is like actually kind of disgusting. Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, it's it's a testament to how long they have been around. From 15 years ago. And I mean, you know, if we were to take Paris Hilton, uh, who, again, helped Kim become the woman she is today um, with appearances on her show. And she also had the sex tape, like we said. But she hasn't lasted as long as Kim Kardashian, which I find fascinating, too. And I don't really know why. I think there's just more compelling stuff happening with Kim. One, the show, there's a family dynamic, right? Which is like... 
that's always going to draw people in. Like it's, it's me and my sisters and my mom and mm-hmm. then my brother-in-law and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like there's that. And then there's Kim herself who like has been constantly altering her appearance. I think mm-hmm. like people like gawking at this stuff. Like they yeah. love it. And then like she's just meant she's found a way to make herself somehow more relevant Every single step of the way, uh, you you know, you think about the Chris Humphreys wedding, and oh my, God. you know, there was Reggie Bush, and there yes. was uh, there there was you know, of course, Ray J, and I mentioned the Cannon, and there was all this other stuff, and then she gets to Kanye, who is like, you know, yeah. basically, it's like Beyonce and Kanye are like basically the two most important artists of their generation. Yeah. And she gets with this dude and he legitimizes her in a way that I don't think people understand. Like Kanye's proximity to her legitimized a lot of the stuff that she was doing. And and he even talked about it. He talked about like how when he first got with, he was like, when I first got with Kim, like, you know, these people at Balenciaga or, you know, these people at uh, all of these big fashion houses were thumbing their noses at Kim and saying, yes, well, she's not an actress. She's not a this. Why Why would we be sending her stuff? Why do we want her to be seen with our stuff in public? And Kanye mm-hmm. made it so that it was okay for her to be accepted by those people. And now she is one of those people. No, you're so right. I, I can't believe I totally forgot about that. You're so right. It, he did legitimize her. And I remember when she got her first Vogue cover, it was with yeah. Kanye. And yeah. again, it's like she's invited to these fashion runways with Anna Wintour and what whatnot because of Kanye. I mean, the reason why Kendall has a career with the, you know, huge modeling houses or fashion houses is because of Kanye. He did legitimize her just in the way, like how I think it's been incredible to also watch the rise of like Julia Fox, who I had not mm-hmm. heard of. I hadn't even seen Uncut Gems, <laughs> so I didn't know who people were talking about. And now I I know who she is. Like, I know yeah. she has a child. I know she's divorced. I know she has right. her own podcast. I know all right. these things about her because he dated her for a matter of it was Maybe like a, a week month. and a half. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I think, and again, this is not because, you know, you're going to get this, oh, this man legitimate. No, I'm just telling you like Kanye no, mattered in those worlds. Totally. In a very huge way. And, you know, the longevity has borne this out, right? Like the amount of sneakers this guy moves Mm-hmm. Like he is the second big most important person in men's footwear after Michael fucking Jordan. Like the, like you can't even fathom yeah. how insane that is, right? No, Billions in business off of wild. this guy's relevance in that world. And yeah, that took her to a different level. Like there was a sort yep. of like taboo. And like again, people were elitist and thumbing their noses at this woman who's a reality TV star who mm-hmm. got on because of a sex tape. And there's nobody snootier than those high fashion people. Right. And Kanye got her in those doors and now she is entrenched. She is. And she is like having dinner with Jeff Bezos and she's, you know, <laughs> yes. I don't know, planning her trip to Mars. I mean, it is just, <laughs> he really did open up doors for her. And, uh, you know, which isn't to say that she didn't work hard because I think she did. But but it is important to point out that, you know, this guy who was like literally like you're saying him and Beyonce, the most important musical artists of their generation. He he decided to uh, <laughs> marry Kim. He wanted yeah. to be with Kim. Yep. It is kind of mind blowing to think about that, how she went from literally being a little side character 
on the simple life to being who she is today, who we think Bro, about. She's, she's getting people pardoned by the president of it's the United right. States. Like, this is insane. Okay. Like, just could you imagine Tila Tequila getting oh. somebody pardoned? <laughs> And like, that and, that's, and, that's what, and that's what I do want people to take away from this. Why I have a hard time hating on what these women have accomplished. Because like, we've seen a bunch of people try to run this playbook. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, nobody's been able to move people and compel people to just look at them and watch them yeah. the way Kim Kardashian and her family has. Like, it's there crazy. was Taylor Tequila. There were all of these other reality TV figures who just didn't do this. You know, who did put out sex tapes, who did right. do all of this stuff, and it didn't work out this way. It didn't turn into an empire. It's so true. It's so true. And, it's, and people dissect their videos and their Instagrams and every. There are millions of of accounts dedicated to them and just the most obscure parts about them. And it is wild. And they get millions of likes and views. And it's a level of fame that is almost, it's it's untouchable. And, And it's just, it's so, and again, it's fascinating because they, you know, obviously are business owners and whatnot, but usually we save the kind of praise or, adulation for people who, you know, are in movies or, you know, play sports or, you know, singers. And they just had a successful sex tape and a, a career on reality TV. And 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 listen, because I, I don't want people to think that I'm somehow above any of this, right? No, um, no, of course not. Or anybody is because I was at a restaurant in West Hollywood for a birthday, right? Um, whatever. I don't care. I can say I was, I was at Delilah and it was a Tuesday. So it's not a busy day. Mm -hmm. It's just a regular day. And Delilah has this back room where you can do like a private event. You can host like 25, 30 people. And our friend of ours was hosting, um, a birthday dinner get together for their artist. Um, and you know, so it was like, yeah, 25 of us in that back room, which that back room, which by the way, is where Kanye did that really weird, creepy photo shoot with Julia Fox. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 That, I immediately recognized nice. that That's table. so funny. And so, you know, we're kind of drawn down, but like the room was starting to get a little bit packed. So I was like, you know what? Me and my one friend, we was like, let's just go to the main bar and we'll just get drinks from there. Cause it's getting stuffy in there. We're just chilling. Mind you, it's us in that back room. Me and my homie at the main bar, and there's just one table in the corner mm-hmm. with like about like four or five people. And I'm like, who the hell is that? Who's in who's in here? Right? Like, nobody comes here on a Tuesday. So me and my buddy, we're like, <laughs> we're walking, we're like, all right, let's go to the bathroom really quickly. So I'm walking and on the way to the bathroom, you have to pass this table. And so I'm being nosy. So I look and I'm like, oh shit, that's Kylie Jenner. Oh, my God. And she's sitting next to um, the Stasi girl. Oh, my God. And yes. I was like, Stassi oh, baby. shit, that's kind of crazy. So we get to the bathroom. Wow. I go, yo, Jay, um, that's fucking Kylie at that table right there. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, no, it's not, fam. I'm like, bro, after we finish using the bathroom, like, she's facing where we're walking from. Like, just look. You're going to see her. Oh, my God. I love this. We walk through. Of course, 
sees her. Yeah. Um, and oh then we go God. back into the back room where we immediately start <laughs> high-fiving, jumping up and down, <laughs> hugging each other. Like, oh, shit, that was Kylie. This is crazy. This is amazing. I can't believe it. Um, and this was, this had to be like 2020 or the end of 2019. This happened. We were so fucking excited. And then at the end of it... Um, at the end of like, as our dinner broke out and like they, that little group was still there. Like they pulled a chair to the middle of the freaking restaurant. The Stasi chick is giving her a lap dance to some, <laughs> to some terrible music that was being played. I was like, this oh fucking city is just a weird, just crazy <laughs> place. And the best part about it, my favorite thing was that the next day, TMZ reported that she went to Tiger Studio. Oh my remember God. She, yes. It was that night. So oh my we, God. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we were at the Holy spot shit. right before she oh went my, to Tiger Studio. So I remember, I remember reading that story or seeing oh all of God. that stuff online and being like, yo, like when you live in this fucking city, you are literally in the internet. You are literally inside of it just by living in Los Angeles. Just so crazy. But yeah, the day That's that I saw uh, Kylie Jenner at Delilah was one of my happiest oh. star encounters <laughs> of my whole fucking life. I'm not embarrassed to say it. Man. I love that. That is really cool. That's yeah. a great story. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, definitely my favorite LA story since moving here. Amazing. <laughs> um. So yeah. Okay. I guess any last... Thoughts, impressions of Yeah, it's it's just crazy how celebrity just celebrity sex tapes uh-huh. in and of themselves, like how they've driven the internet, mm-hmm. right? Um sure. you know, people talk about like the Pam and Tommy Lee thing, like straight up people got the internet because they heard <laughs> Pamela Anderson was having sex on there. Wild. Literally, like, this drove internet subscriptions exponentially, right? Um, and again. This sex tape drove somebody's career. Yeah. Um, I, and I think it just speaks to our fascination. One, like, it's hard for Americans to reconcile, like, how obsessed we are with sex, but also how repressed we are mm-hmm. within our own culture and how, like, just weird and just like, oh, if you see a tit on Instagram, <laughs> the world might end. You know, hashtag yeah. free the nipple. You know, what What if a seven-year-old sees, what if my seven-year-old sees a breast? You know, like, we live in that type of society, but at the same time, like, we know how much money they're making in porno. We see the numbers of people that are watching Kim Kardashian sex tape. (laughs) Um, I'm just fascinated by how, you know, sex still drives so much of what we care about in culture, even in a country where we pretend that it's, like, this really, like, crazy thing. No, I I totally agree. And uh, it is crazy. And how this woman has just become not known only for being a sex symbol, but for being, you know, like you're saying, uh, a businesswoman, a mogul. And she's she's, a feminist icon. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah. And people, you know, and men are rarely derided with comments that I think people hurl at Kim and her family. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're an attention whore. You're a bimbo. You're a slut. Yeah, and the undertone is usually misogyny. And like the only thing she has to offer is sex or her body. And I think for a while that was kind of the narrative, but she has done an amazing job to deconstruct it. 
So yeah, this is uh that that is Kim. That is us examining her uh Kim K superstar for the 15th anniversary. Wasney, thank you so much. This was so great. I had such a fun time. Um This this was amazing. Appreciate it. Obviously, just so you know, I've listened to Tea Time trillions of times before. <laughs> Peeling potatoes, you know what I mean? Dicing onions. I've listened to you guys <sighs> talking about pop culture a bunch of times well, thank you. in the past in my life. I'm a fan of what y'all do. So this was really dope, exciting. Um, you know, sex tapes are an area of expertise of mine. So yes, you know, thanks so for we, having me on. Yeah, we, well, we are sure to have you back. So thank you again to Wozni. Thank you to Kaya McMullen, our producer. And thank you everyone for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of Pop Culture History Lesson. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.